Blog Talk Radio. We do this for the people, we empower people. We do this for the people, we embracing freedom. We do this for the people, we empower people. We do this for the people, we embracing freedom. We do this for the people, we created equal. Talking about the subject that'll help you be a leader. It's time to use your mind. Hey, welcome back, and good evening, everybody. How are you doing? We're back after all this time. I know it's been a while. Um, we're going to choose to lay blame for this entire debacle on Game of Thrones. Um, we've been going a while, haven't we? Let's see. Yeah, it's uh, been Father's a Day. Father's that Day was, was part of it. I think Mother's Day was part of it. It's it's been a it's been a whole big thing. It's yeah, it's been a lot. You know, it has been. Mikey had surgery and was surgery. on drugs. Oh man, I missed the drugs. He was on the uh, good good. Yeah. So it's been it's been an eventful time, you know, for us all here. But the good news, the best news, the only news that matters is we're back. And and we're yeah, hoping to make this longer than we just one week ordeal. I know we say that often and then, you know, we kinda of renege on that, but we're gonna try. Um, I nope. don't see anything in the future to stop us until at least my anniversary, so we've got like a month solid on this train that we can dig it. So let's see what we can do. And that's and that's only if you're still married after this show. That is true too. Yeah. See there? Right side silver lining. That's it. Now for the not so bright side. Are you is that a dramatic enough pause? Yeah, dramatic <laughs> pause. Okay, I was wondering if I was dramatically pausing um, before we can get into the main topic of the show. We still have to cover, you know, our regular stuff first. There is regular stuff. There is. Sorry about that beeper. Somebody's forcing me in the labor. Um, labor. Forced labor. Yes. When you're married, it is forced to labor, by the way. It is. And they are technically allowed to do that, and there's some sort of contract that you signed that said some stuff that you said one time because she was promising to do this thing to you that, you know, you had heard about but never had done, and you figured that it was all worth it. I and feel like we're trying to jump straight into stuff. the meat and potatoes of the show already. No, no, no. We're going to come back and cover it. I'll just, you know, I'll just see there. Okay. That's, just, that's just a little you taste, know, a little that, preview. It's called foreplay. Oh, is it? No. I thought you didn't have to do that once you got married anymore. That's not how that works. 
that's not quite how that would work. One would think, but no, unfortunately. Oh, well. Like, what what did I do all that extra work for all those other times, you know? Jeez. But, so, let's see. We've had some interesting things happen that I've highlighted. We have this web page called We the People uh, Radio. I don't know if you've seen it before. But I've, what we I've tend to do is we it. go back. Yeah, we go back in the past like a week ago. So in this case, all the way to the 16th. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And we see what's occurred in the news during that past week. You know, we like right. to call it Week in the News. You know, week in the News. We think it's kind like of catchy. It. And we're going to go over what we found. And since I know that you've not looked at anything, I'm basically going to go over it and you're going to listen to me talk about it. Sweet. Why do you just assume that I've never seen it? I mean, I might have seen it. I could have seen it. I didn't see it, but you're just automatically assuming I didn't. Rude, sir. If this is how we're going to be now that we're back, I might need to second-guess this relationship. If you were smart, you would have done that a long time ago. Bro, that's that's very true. Once once the whole colonizer joke took off is probably really when I should have started. Yeah, that's when it, the lights should have started ring-a-ding-a-ding-a-ding. Right. So, um, uh, let's see. We're going to go wait, back to the... Wait, wait, oh, no, wait. Stop. Everything. Hold the presses. Everybody stop. What? So we're just not going to talk about it? Talk about what? We're just... We're just not going. We're just not going to talk about it. Something else well, we, very we, important we, happened while we were gone. It was it was very important, and we haven't talked about it. What happened? Bruh. Just the end of the game. That's all. Oh, yeah, we have been going that long, haven't we? Right. Just the end of the game. I hated it. Yeah, it it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, and I I feel I feel bad for having spent three hours in the theater watching it. It was the worst piece of cinema ever made by anyone ever. Um, you, and you talking about the Phoenix? No. Or you talking about the Indian I was I was being facetious. I thought we were making fun of Endgame, but then we really weren't. No, no, no. We were making, wanna... I thought you were talking about Game of Thrones. Oh no, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that it, that was bad. Like it really was. Um, yeah, because I think we've been off air since then. We have, but we ha- we haven't talked about Endgame yet either, sir. The the re-release. The first time. I think we did talk about it the first time, didn't we? No, I, I do not. When did Endgame did. come in? Um, you sure? Have we been on that long? It feels like it. Maybe we wow. have talked about it, or maybe it was during the spoiler ban. So we haven't. We may have talked about it, but didn't really talk about it. You know. That's true too. 
So, you know, because we respect, we respect people's right to not have such a great piece of cinema ruined for them. Yeah. See, I'm not even sure if I would want to talk about it anymore. Really? With okay. the fact that they're doing a re-release, man. Well, they are. It's going to be neat stuff. I, that's kind so, of... That's kind of what I want to hit on. So, like you said, you know, Disney is Disney is doing the cra- the cash grab, and right for for us nerds, we're we're gonna see it again. Correct. Even though it's what is six minutes, just six minutes of added footage. Seven. But se- seven with with confirmed post credit scenes. Yes. So, which I have a feeling like I don't think I don't think they're going to do anything major to tease the next part of the MCU until until old Spider Man, which comes out the next Tuesday. <laughs> and they said that that its in credit scenes are just groundbreaking, earth shaking. Both of yeah. them. Yeah. Both of them. Both of so, them. so here here's my point. This this would not have happened. We would not be getting a a re-release in theaters if they had beaten Avatar at the world at the worldwide box office. No, All but here's the thing also is, that you have to remember is Avatar re-released like three or four times to get to what they got. And that was going to be and that was beat them with be, just one re-release. That that was sort of my question is like at what point does it become like at what point you know do you get the asterisk next to your name like yeah we beat them but no so, I mean that was no, no just no because again Avatar in order to get to where they are they re released a bunch of times right. Okay, that's all. That was that was. I don't remember Avatar re-releasing, but I mean, if you say it did, you yep. know. Oh yeah, and also uh, just to let you guys know that this hour is brought to you by Fat and Nerdy, and they have affordable custom apparel and other things as well as decals and stickers. Uh, don't worry, you don't have to be fat and nerdy to shop here because the owners already are. So. Check them out, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. That's P-H-A-T-A-N-D-N-E-R-D-Y. So, um, are, are we still nerding out or are we going to news? I mean, I guess if that's, if that's all the, the, the nerdiness that, that time can allow. There's tons of nerdiness. There's a, you know, Swamp Thing getting canceled because of those what? things getting removed. That was, that was political, though, wasn't it? Like, that was... Yeah, it was a great show. That was a very political thing that, that, that like, the state basically didn't give them what they said they were going to, like, as far yeah, they as... they depend on um, credits. Right. You know, 
as much as much grief as um, the state of Georgia is in right now with that whole people. I don't even know what to call them. The 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 Hollywood whatever machine, I guess. Um, right. That's not something we would have done. I'm just saying. Mm. We had the state has. I think it's. I think it was either. I know it's the second most. It was really close to becoming the world's largest production house was in the state of Georgia. It had moved from the West Coast to the East Coast. So, you know, that's just that's just something that we wouldn't have done. But I digress. So I don't know if that's entertainment nerd or political or all of the above. All of the above. That's my favorite one. Yeah. That's, yeah if, if, I, if I promise you I'm going to give you $100... And you go and spend that hundred dollars, and then I'm like, you know what? Just not gonna do it. Like, whose fault yeah. is that? So, so in the in the regular news, we're gonna jump um, forward to June 18th. Okay, that is the day, June 18th. June 18th. Don't send me hate mail. I know what it is. What? Juneteenth. No. Jesus. No. Like no, I was wrong. Album. What happened June eighteenth? So in the news, Don't June eighteenth. Thirteen yep. arrested in record welfare fraud sweep. Oh fun. <laughs> yeah, they so I'm sure they uh it was in Saint Lawrence. St. Lawrence, Lawrence County, New York. Um, I'm sure it had to be nothing but a bunch of Mexicans and blacks and other despicable brown creatures that were rounded up. But lo and behold, all the pictures are mistakenly of white women. Oh, I mean that's that's so sad. Sending out those um, terrible pictures of those poor. Um, White women that didn't do anything wrong, obviously. Because I'm sure they did not defraud the system. He said sarcastically. Because none of them looked like they would ever do anything wrong whatsoever. Now, I have a question. These aren't aren't your... um, Unfortunately, when you think of of these particular women, a certain image comes to mind. Um, I'm trying to think of a delicate way to say this. (coughs) What was that? Dang. What was that show that was very popular with the little girl from the toddlers to tiaras? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Honey Boo Boo? Yeah. Is it, are, were all of them like Honey Boo Boo's mom? I don't know. I never even watched it. <laughs> you guys have to excuse Michael. Sorry. He is attempting to die within the next three days from hacking yep, the lung out of his body. He started the experiment on Friday. 
there, Mike. You explained um, it away. No, nobody will even think that. anything of it. I'm I was, here for I was you, trying. Man. I was trying to get to mute, but it just didn't work. Um, have you ever seen a picture of Honey Boo Boo's mom? Yes. Um, and then she went and apparently lost weight and everything. And right. So, so I'm. She'd be a customer of the wives out in Milledgeville. Yeah. So when you, when you're talking about these these poor white women, that picture was thrown up there for welfare fraud. Why am I picturing that all of them look like Honey Boo Boo's mom? <laughs> did they? Did they or did they not? There was at least a good handful of Honey Boo Boo's moms in there, and we're talking before the weight loss. Like, I'm not talking afterwards where she tried to get herself together. I'm talking about full-blown Honey Boo Boo's mom. No? Am I wrong? <laughs> um, there there are some individuals who it. could fit that mold. It. Okay. All right. I'm just... There are some that look like, you know, they could be a meth chef. Is it is it profiling or stereotyping... If it's true, that's a good question. That's a whole show right there. Ooh, that's a sermon, that's brother. A, that's a whole yeah. That's a whole show right there. Don't answer that question. Ooh. Just save that. Just save that one. That's a that's a tidbit of things to come. Yeah, we back. Uh, you you and I both down. know that that's not going to happen. Write it down. Okay. Write it down. Yes, sir. Seriously, write it down. Write it down. Okay. On a piece of paper. Right. Write it down. Find some paper. Let me find some paper. We'd like to talk to people, by the way. It's been a while. You can call up. You know, we do like to talk to folks, by the way. Um, The call in number is 646-668-8479. Yeah, I posted it, and I meant to be posting it all week. But with this whole company thing that we're doing, man, I've, and then last week was crazy because of my mommy, and I was going through my right. phone because I have the right to because it was mommy birthday time, and I drug through it. I drug through it gloriously. I mean, if there was anything underneath me that needed to be drugged and scratched and scraped, oh, yeah, it, yeah, through the entire week, kicking, screaming, moaning, and complaining. It was glorious. If you ever want to find out how to drag through a week successfully, go ahead and peep out my footage from last week. Ask God to rewind that for you. Anybody that got yep. like a side glimpse of it was like, that looks like a train wreck right there. And it was. But I made it. So, ha. Huh. <laughs> you did make it. I made it. You did make it. Six four six 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 eight eight four seven nine. Anybody? It's okay to call and talk to us. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Right. If you're waiting until we get to the main topic, you still have a little bit. Um, next news item, though. Facebook says it plans to help launch a digital currency in 2020. Oh uh, yeah, I did see that. I did see that. Um, 
I think it's How a terrifying bad idea, is that? but a great investment. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, I think not it's not something I, I would personally want to use off the rip, but it is something I'd right. probably want to put some money in because it's going to do something. Exactly. Unless it doesn't. <sighs> and then. Because what gives your cryptocurrency its value? It's brand recognition. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the cryptocurrency? What's it? What's its backing? Is nothing. It, <laughs> see, and that's the thing. It can't be nothing. backed up by absolutely nothing. No, it it legitimately kind of is. No, everything There's is backed no, up by something. It's it's backed by the value that's assigned to it, pretty much based off of brand recognition. But what I'm saying is. You're using this as money. Something goes wrong, and it defaults. Is there like Facebook stock getting put up against this, or you know what, what no. is that's backing it up? Like technically, back in the dollar is supposed to be gold, and it's not. It's people. But something's backing the dollar. People feared, you know. Intimidation, bombs, weapons, stuff like that. We are unscrupulous mercenaries, and we make it look like everybody else is beautiful. But that's me getting off on a tangent, too. So. Tangent. Uh, woohoo! But Facebook, man, yeah. Digital currency. I don't think it's... I don't think digital currency is a good idea at all. I'm not even a fan of paper money when the people aren't controlling the output. Like, I don't trust who's controlling the output of the money. I think there's a lot more rich people out there that need that than that need to actually be rich because that money don't actually exist. There's a lot of digital money out there. People that don't have actual assets, they just have numbers in a machine that says they have money. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I totally see what you're saying. Yeah, and that's a problem. It definitely is a problem, but that's that's the system we live in now, though. And it's broken. What do you do with stuff that's broken? Definitely. You um you keep everybody knows duct tape it. You ever notice that everybody knows it's broken, and we know we keep doing stuff that's not going to fix it. Because we keep picking from the same exact pool of people every time. <laughs> We're going to recycle these yeah. people and give them back to you. Who they want to win this time, either Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders. We're going to recycle people and bring them back to you. Either way, you're going to get an old white man now. Talk about progress. Not even a young white man. You're going to get an old white man. A real old white guy. Right. Be cool as hell if you, you, know, get, you get you a young white dude like, like 32, 33. But no. Somebody that's got, that might have some radical in them. Too many of these people walking the line. But 
again, that's me ranting just based off the fact that we were talking about these cryptocurrencies because I don't trust this crap. We need to find a, that's what why you trust we did all this buy gold stuff. You know that, right? That we buy gold yeah. thing. Everybody on the corner right. talking about we buy gold. Yeah. They're giving you worthless crap for stuff that's worth something. I mean, that makes sense to me. Gold has always been worth something through time. Why would you give it up? Because you cannot have no a good answer for that. Gold is not worth anything. Yeah, but think of all of the hassle that you have to do to. Yep, still no, I can't. I was trying. I was trying to think of some reason why why giving up gold would be a good idea. I'm not saying you can't have cryptocurrency. What I'm saying is behind that cryptocurrency, when I sit there and tell you I've got $10 million, I should have $10 million worth of gold somewhere sitting there, but I'm walking around with a card or access to the bank. And according to my transactions, they should divvy up my gold. Yeah. Maybe that's what you do is you get the $10 million in cryptocurrency and then you actually do exchange it for the gold. Mm, good luck. You won't get $10 million worth of gold. Nah. <laughs> At all. It's just a thought. And that's the thing. And here, here's the problem with it is if the plug is ever pulled, what do you actually have? You know it's done it for me? It shows like, a, what was that show we watched? Revolution or whatever? Yes. Where the power went yep. out? That's yep. it. Well, see, if we have any got. situation like that anyway, like even you the, even EMT, the paper man. monies. Yeah, it's, um, I, Everything I know, that, done. I know we... I know we we we've hit on this before um, on my conspiracy you know crazy Mikey shows, ammo but... and weapons. <laughs> yeah, yep, because that's a lot. Because you'll be able to get what you want and what you need with it. <laughs> uh, I'm ready for the revolution to start. You know that uh, Congress just had another congressional report about the EMPs, right? Like within the last uh, year? They've done another one. Yeah. And you know what they pretty much say? (laughs) We're screwed. (laughs) There is no recovery. There is no, there's no viable recovery option for that. Right. There's, there's, yeah, there's time and 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 hope that it just doesn't devolve into anarchy, which, let's be honest, this is society. It's going to devolve into anarchy real quick. <laughs> real quick. I mean, everything's yeah, disrupted. There's no food. Them, there's no nothing. Listen, you don't want people without structure. As much as people say they want a revolution, whatever the revolution involves, you want somebody in power that can control the people so that people don't resort to their natural state. 
We want a structured anarchy. That's what we want. Correct. Otherwise, than that, they'll go feral. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be like pigs after a couple of weeks. You the take all thing, that stuff away the, from them and tell them they got to do whatever it takes to survive. They're going to rob people. They're going to hurt folks, and they ain't never done it before. You know, I'm about to channel my inner Thanos. You know, the only thing that brings a smile to my face is the thought of watching a millennial for the first time have to eat squirrel. (laughs) Or just a millennial without a digital world. Right. Wait, what would you do? That's anarchy. Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie either. Like this, this great information age we live in has um, severely crippled me too. Because you can find anything you need to know with a couple clicks. Like literally, information is everywhere. So what do you do when you have to to read a book? Or you can't watch a video tutorial. Oh, oh man, never mind. I don't want the revolution anymore. Michael. I changed my mind. I was sitting inside a mechanic the other day, and uh-huh. he's over here talking to me about how I should want a fuel-injected vehicle. And oh. all I'm thinking is, no, I'd like something with a carburetor or something like that. You know, Because if an EMP ever happens, my car still gonna work because I don't need yeah. all those computers and crap. So while your cars can't even start, I got gas for days. <laughs> yep. As long as you have the the weapons and ammunition to defend it. Yep. Get on the road and be turked out, and most people can't even follow after you. Because they got yep. computer cars, EMP don't wipe them. You brought out the old school truck or whatever you had. Mm. <laughs> oh, Back when when cars were actually made of metal and not fiberglass and plastic too. Correct. That's why I say that stuff like that's why I say I'm not ready yet. Yeah. That makes sense. Because there's only so much going you're going to be able to do on your feet. I don't care who you are. We're not yeah. built for that. Maybe after a period of time, you'd be able to hike it like it was nothing. So say if it lasts for a period of like 10, 15 years or whatever, after about year five, yeah, you're going to be a hoss. You're going to be walking through mountains and jumping through trees and crap like it's nothing. But to start off, <laughs> right? <Woo. laughs> it's gonna be not good. You know, there there is another good thing about it too that would be nice. It would finally end once and for all the biggest argument among married couples that occurs every day. What's for dinner? Because it would be uh-huh. whatever you catch. Catch, right. Huh. I'm sorry, Carl. 
So do you stay moving or do you find a place and fortify it and hunker down? Um, it, it depends. If we're talking EMP, anytime. Like, what if you can find some place near water, you know, that, that's like well fortified? You're near a cliff or something, so nobody can get the drop on you or, you know, whatever it is. That's tough because, you know, if you build anything and it's nice and sustainable, people are going to want it. Yep. But see, that's why you're so far out there where nobody knows about you, hopefully. If any of this kind of stuff happens, don't stay in the city. I don't care what you have to do. You don't go in that city. No. Yeah. Get the hell away from everything and everyone. And by the time they get to you, you'll be gone. (laughs) So. That's where those square states finally have an advantage. Because the population to area ratio is so low. Yep. Like, and I hope that people We've got are blank areas around here. Yeah, but even even where we are is is too populated. Correct, but we have enough blank areas to be able to keep it moving until you get to some place that's not. Yes, that's very true. And that's all you want is the opportunity yep. to get someplace without having to go through big giant cities and everything else like that. <clears throat> Everybody talking about stock up on food and water and everything. Stock up on guns and ammo. Because if it ever goes down, he who has the guns and ammo, food and water, food and water guy is somewhere wishing he had guns and ammo because he is terrified. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And y'all can have an easy peasy relationship. Hey, tons of food and water guy. I got tons of gun and ammo. Woo. <laughs> Looks like we're all going to be living together. Yep. That's funny. How did we do this? Like, I, we just get, we just came back after weeks and weeks and weeks, and we still find a way to end up in crazy left field. We were talking about news stories. How, how did how did this happen? Well, because of the cryptocurrency. What happened was we were talking about the cryptocurrency, uh, EMP wiping that, all that out, all the money's gone, then you don't have any. Okay. That's what happened. I mean. I follow the logic. It's just crazy, but that's what we always do. Correct. Somehow or another. Yeah. You know what I miss the most about us being gone for so long, besides, you know, human interaction, which is nice. Sometimes What's overrated, up? but nice. Um, I have we missed... We have the worst luck. I'm sorry. I just yeah, looked at something, do. and you know what tonight is? 
No, it don't matter tonight. to you. It matters. The BET Awards. Oh. It's still something yeah, big nobody. enough to draw people right. <laughs> right. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well. Oh. Well, yeah, it's we, kind we of liberating, that. actually. <laughs> you know, somebody with, with you know, nothing to lose, I mean, that's, I mean, there's nobody listening, so we can say whatever we want. It's fine. That's true, too. But I miss the, um, our highly opinionated callers that called in. And you know the ones yeah. I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. Are the callers, we've had some callers that are highly opinionated. And, and I, I kind of miss them. Like I, I've I've missed I've missed our people with with their with their very strong emotions and opinions that we've had. So maybe one of them will call in tonight. Probably not. Six four six 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 eight eight four seven nine. Look at that um, drop. That boy is smooth with it, too. Oh, yeah. I mean. They didn't even see that right. coming. They didn't. They didn't. Just what, 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 that what, what, on in there. Like, I don't know. It's like, like shameless plug time. Better call that man. <laughs> no one's ever called me that either. Any, any, not once. Not <laughs> one time. <laughs> Not one time. That's funny. Oh man, what is next anyway? I'm sorry, I was supposed to be looking. I got distracted. Internet's a terrible place. It is. It's it's one I'm giant rabbit hole. Bruh, <laughs> it's supposed to be going one place. I accidentally type in wrong one wrong letter. And and yeah, and you're like, oh my god, away. what did I find? <laughs> yeah. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah, we have to talk about this. I'm sorry. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he is against reparation for slavery in part because it would be hard to know whom to pay. No one currently alive was responsible for that. He said a bunch of other ignorant crap, too, about how, uh, oh, God, what did he say? I was super ignorant. Oh, what am I forget? As soon as I got ready to say it. Oh, about how we even had a black president. <laughs> I said, wow. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was just a little bit uh and everybody else did. The whole internet was just like, What the crap? Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Obama was black? <laughs> hey, you'll never believe yeah. it. You're not gonna believe it. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you hear me? We have a caller. What? We have a caller. 
We have a caller. Like, caller, Holy we're Christ. talking about you, and nobody's checked in with you yet, and I apologize for that. But it's about to happen now, so don't don't be scared. That's the person. Don't be scared. Here we here it comes. They're still not back yet. So they're re-releasing Endgame this weekend coming up. Uh, and then Spider-Man. It's been a good thing. Good time. You know it's harder than I thought being retired. Oh my gosh. I, you know, there's times where I could wish I could hear what's going on when I'm when I'm talking to these to our listeners that are calling in to check in with us, because I would right. love to hear whatever fluff you just come up with, because I can't hear it <laughs> when I'm talking to them. And and yes, I know I could go back and listen to the show later because it's available on podcast and Stitcher and our website. Another shameless plug. Um, it's also Same available in the iTunes cool. iTunes store. Just saying, if you if you can't listen live, uh, we are available to um, haunt your every waking moment if you so choose. I think that's the appropriate way yeah. to say that. Yeah, haunt your every waking moment. We're good at it. Um, so we good. just we have a we got a caller. He just he just wants to chill with us for a while, which is fine. I'll check back in with him later. He said if he does join us, it'll be the first time. He's ever been with us, which, you know, that's always a good thing, too. Just saying. No, we appreciate it. Don't hang up. Hey. still here for you. You know, that's kind of the subject we're going to be talking about tonight. First time. That is exactly right. Yep. So don't hang up. Don't let us us creep you out. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We're weird. Sorry. We've been married for a long time, so we're kind of desperate and needy. Um. Yeah. But don't let that scare you away either. Damn, I'm always saying the wrong thing. You're a whole listening to Jeez. us just talking about You are so dumb. <laughs> I'm like, wow. <laughs> just mainly just me. Um it's... we're muted, we know we can't we can't hear them, so <laughs> it's all sports yeah. terrible crap. It's brilliant. It's good it's good stuff. So where were yeah, where man. were we? Um, we were still we were still talking about news stuff, right? weren't we still we doing were. that? Was that was that a thing? Was yeah. there was there anything else? Um, not to just try to try to push the show along or anything, but I was, I just didn't know if you had anything else news related. That's what you wanted to do. Just go ahead and admit it, bro. Everybody knew what you were thinking. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know. 
Yep. You didn't want us to be great. I okay, did, did you want see this to be crazy great. thing with uh, China forcefully harvesting organs from detainees? Oh, no. That that sounds like the worst sci-fi movie plot ever. Wasn't that actually a movie? Didn't that happen Bruh. like along those lines? I know that... Yeah, it happens the, in real life. That's why... Right, you wake up the in the organs bathtub, of members of marginalized groups detained in Chinese prison camps are being forcefully harvested, sometimes while patients are still alive. An international tribunal sitting in London have concluded. Oh, good God! <laughs> wow. Go get Wang. Time to take his, uh, you know, Wang. Yeah. That's um wow. Yeah. That's not terrible. that's not disheartening at all. Oh they're borrowing your kidney and stuff. <laughs> well technically no. you only need one loan. You're gonna struggle to breathe, but you will be alive. Good luck. Uh yeah, that's just take the parts that they need it. I just thought that's that was a cold piece. If you haven't seen what McConnell said and what uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, who is a genius and a writer from Marvel, also um, amongst the other things he does, go on the page and go watch those two videos. Go watch McConnell first. He already said and in its entirety, which is crazy. Then go watch and see what Ta-Nehisi Coates responds. Okay, did you see the vape pen explode, shattering this team's jaw? I did see that. I'm like, yeah. First of all, I I felt bad for for the kid for a couple reasons. I think we may have talked about this before. Um, Before I hit on that, um, second of all, if you're listening in and you're not enjoying what we're doing, it's probably because you refuse to call in. I'm just saying, you know who you are. Um, The end. so I felt bad for this kid for a couple of reasons. Because first of all, he got his jaw exploded, and second of all, like how do you explain that away? Like I'm thinking about the conversation he had to have with his mom. Like, what happened to you, son? Um, someone exploded my jaw. Like, how do you? Because I know that if I was, he was what, um, seventeen, right? Seventeen. Yeah. So at seventeen, if um, if my I'm mom like, would have called me, age, like right? Right. You should. You shouldn't have it. Beat off of you. Exactly. I I would have been lucky that the jaw was the only thing that got exploded, like right. full body cast, like just just beat to death. So, I mean, um, I would I would have had to come up with something better. I was playing with firecrackers. Anything, any other story other than I was I was vaping or, you know, in my day it would have been smoking because, you know, that we, we, it just didn't exist then because so, I'm old and boring, old and boring. You know who you are. Yeah. Is, is, 
is this a viable strategy? Like, if I keep poking at it, do you think that that it's going to get better or worse? Because I'm probably going to get better. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to provoke a phone call, and I'm really surprised <laughs> it hasn't worked yet. So I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to provoke provoke the bear, I guess. You know, it's been a while since we've we've done this. We've said that. Um, did you know that we can call people now? We can what? We can actually call people now through, oh, the, through the switchboard. Right. That was that was pretty neat. I didn't know. I mean, I'm sure that we may have already been able to do that. But um, <laughs> so you know, just. Just randomly call you know, we, like, hey. we didn't know what the crap we were doing. I mean, that's the story of our oh, lives yeah. and our marriages, which, no, it's too early to segue. But, I mean, that was a good one. I, was, I, I lobbed that one out there. Have you never played Double Dutch before? What do you mean? Or seen it done? Yeah, I know what Double you Dutch is. They walk I'm... back and forth before they jump in. Right, you can't. That was, that. That was, you just you, you just you have you on the Segway. It's like you jumped was. too early and ended up in the rope. Yeah, yeah and got, 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 got smacked in the face with the rope. Yup. Now I'm all tied up somewhere on the ground, crying, wishing that I would have just waited a little bit longer. Just a little bit longer. Yeah, just half a second more, and I and I would have made it. I just I got over anxious. I was ready. I was ready. Sorry. I was ready, but, but we weren't, which feels like down. another segue. You're looking at the rope, and it's like, oh, God, it looks so slow. I can actually <laughs> see the way in. Yep. You go for it, and next thing you know, just swap right across your head. That's it. Now Terrible. everybody's laughing at me, standing there pointing, being like, look at this idiot. He he thought he could do it. He was wrong. That's terrible, man. That's funny. That, that, that would be like... This was today, I think. Houston woman was driving <laughs> SUV toward her children in an apparent game of chicken, struck her three-year-old son, <laughs> and killed him. That's not funny. Yeah. I saw that. Why did this person I that I'm married to laugh at the worst stuff? I I I was I was dying. I wasn't I wasn't laughing. I could see how you could think that. Oh, we're not married. It just feels like we are sometimes. Um No, did you no, not yes, hear the, the person that. over here snickering? No, I did not. Oh yeah. Tell her tell I mean, her downright just <laughs> I did see it. Um, I and I and I clicked it and I got sad because I read it and I wish I hadn't because it bothers me that people are that stupid. Right. Like it really does. It bothers me. It, you know, it makes me worry I about the fact that everything. I say it, but I have to say it, and it's. I wish you had to get an application to have kids sometimes. Oh yeah, but I'm sure that they the government or whatever would abuse the crap out of that. 
so yeah. I don't want it to ever happen. But, you know, sometimes it's just like, God, you don't need to be a, you don't need to be a parent. This is, you this as is a about person devolve. are a terrible person. This is about to devolve. I just want to preface with what I'm about to say with this is Uh-oh. about to devolve very quickly, and I'm sorry. But all 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 that jumped in my head right now was um, they should make it at least as difficult to have kids as it is to get a driver's license. And then Bro. my head went to written exam and then practical exam. I would hate to be the instructor that had to give the practical exam on how to have kids. <laughs> how did you end up there? I don't know. It's just how my brain works. Can you imagine? Like, because either way, like, have you seen the people that work at the DMV? Like, it's supposed to be a joyous occasion your first time. And if you have to get an application to do it, and you have to do it in state funded, and you show up in that one. And you see Honey Boo Boo's mom standing there. Got all right. Let's see if you can do it. Man. I told you it was going to devolve, and I'm sorry. I knew it was going to. That's funny though. The fact that you're not laughing it makes me question everything again. Everything. No, I'm being threatened right now. That's oh, why. are you? Okay. Hey, I need. I uh, we got another caller. Let me check in with them while you fluff. Keep oh fluffing. God, really? Yeah, really. I know. Oh, wow. He said, "Not bad." I'm not supposed to be on mute though, because it's just dead air right now. If I'm on mute, which is kind of bad, because he's in the sidebar talking to a guest. I'm talking to my wife, Ramona Shane, by the way. So, who, for whatever reason, is refusing to be on this show when this is probably the episode we need her the most, because we're going to be talking about love, marriage, and all that other beautiful stuff. And Right. Thank you. Even my son has said that's her topic. Truth, justice, liberty, love, marriage, you know, and everything in between. Hey, Mikey, welcome back. I am back. Our um, our next caller, he's just sort of waiting on us to get to the to the meat and potatoes of this evening's show. So I told him I would check back in with him in a few. So. Oh, and for the love and marriage section? I'm trying to recruit yep, Ramona yep, yep. Shanae to get into the show. I really want to I want to try the outbound call feature just to see if it works. But now she knows that it would be me. So I do, I do feel some kind of way that um, both of our significant others opted out of this show, which for – for me, that's yeah. a normal occurrence. She she opts out of every show that we do. She's she's one of those um, side seat hosts to where she sits and she listens in on everything we say, and then she likes to provide her commentary just to try to trip me up while I'm sitting here talking to you and everybody else, which is which is something else. Um, but <laughs> you know, 
for for your significant other who's played such a major role in this grand experiment we call We the People Radio, and for her to opt out on on the show that was like tailor made for her to tell the entire world how bad you are at what you do. Like I just I I, I question her commitment to what we do here. Oh hey Ramona Shanae, how are you? Did you call in? Well you know, y'all are just on one. And no, I would not tell the world what a bad husband my husband is because my husband's the best husband ever. He's so perfect for me. And I'm just listening. Answer me, Armand, how much did you pay her for this? Why would I be paid for anything, to tell the truth? Truth is is the substance of which I live by. I answer to God. Oh, my. Okay. Well, well, well. Welcome back. We're... Always happy to have you back with us. We missed you. Well, I've been here. Y'all two have been gone. Between drugs, being drugged up and injured and all these different things y'all had going on, I've been here. I don't know where y'all have been, but I'm every Sunday night. I'm looking for We The People Radio, and y'all just, I don't know where you two been. Where have y'all been? Drugged up and broken. I think you pretty well covered it. Like... Basically, uh, I, I I take I take my part in it. Um, now, they may have been some of the best shows we ever had if we would have actually called in on Sunday night. But d- disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer: we probably would have been sued, or at least gotten hate mail, like maybe subpoenaed, <laughs> called in front of a judge. Um, I, I just don't think it would have ended great for us. Well, I'm waiting on y'all to but get to the been entertaining. of the show. I'm it waiting for you guys to get on topic. Have, have y'all went oh. to your sections and your 45s and, you know, where have you been the Game of Thrones? And we, have y'all we went to hit, yet? We didn't, the only thing that, that we didn't hit on was with with 45 is, is the whole the whole stuff getting shot down and then we almost went to war with a country and then he decided at the last second not to do it. Okay, well that's but a normal I mean, everyday thing. That's that he killed the war with a, a tweet. A tweet. Yeah. And I yeah. told you he was I mean, gonna try to start a war. He came real close this time though, like closer closer than was comfortable for this even was not me. close. This was not, not close. This is nowhere near close. Uh, okay. I just knew this was going to happen. Oh well, are, are Ramona we a political political analyst. Have you have you all you, you all have called me on the show? I was on a prayer morning. I had to drop from you know from praying for you two wonderful souls, and you know praying for your wife's endurance for being married to you on a daily basis. So I stopped. Hey. I didn't even pray for you, Mikey. So I don't know what's going to happen with you in your marriage. But, I mean, you know, I'm going to break the other in. foot now, probably. <laughs> so I am here. You have called me out. Both of you have called me out. I am here. Let's get this thing started. What's up, All right. I'm ready. That That's a segue right there. 
and there and I there's enough of me to deal with both of you. So let's get this party started. Love and marriage. Let's go. I'm kind of scared now. Don't be scared. Like I, I, I feel like today. I feel like I feel like we awoken well, the sleep. We do have a caller, and I'm so. afraid. Caller, caller, we're, 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 we got a caller. Let's get this. Y'all have let one me, hour to make yeah, this happen. All right, let me let me check in with the first G's, y'all. Fluff. Mikey's in slow motion today. He's getting older. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Caller, the floor is yours, sir. We okay. are ready. Well, just like uh, just like she is, I'm ready for the love, marriage, and everything in between. So there's all all kinds of facets to love and marriage and everything in between. Uh, is love good? There was a show that was on BTR. Does love ruin relationships? Which would have been an interesting topic. Um, and of course, there's what what creates love. Is there love? How long should love last? What should you do in between love? How should you treat your partner? How do you find your partner? So there's all types of different subsections of love, marriage, and in between that um, any of you can start. Um, and I can chime in uh, after I'm sure since all of you are the um, co-hosts and co-hosts of the show can have your particular say, but I'd like to give my opinion. Well, I'm ready. I don't know about these two guys. Um, they, they, they weren't ready for me. So, um, so one of the questions that you asked is, um, I think you said, does love exist? Love most certainly exists. Um, I love my husband more than I loved him when I first got married to him. Um, I think that love, ha- there's different levels to love. Um, and as you either grow older with that person or mature, maybe I should say mature with that person, as you mature with, with, with the love of your life, um, you have a deeper understanding and a deeper level of love. Almost like, you know, like I hate to equate it to an onion, but, you know, there's different layers that you can peel off until you get to the very core of it. But that's what I equate love. You can just, it, it's a beautiful thing. And when you love someone, and not just love, but also respect your significant other, um, there is just when they get on your nerves and you want to throw them off the second story window and just stomp on their heart over and over again. Um, you remember that that love that they gave you and that affection that they gave you, whatever it might have been, and it makes you forget about their transgressions. Now, I will say it's a lot harder for women to forget transgressions because we're like elephants and we remember every single thing. Um, I think my husband likes to call me call me an archaeologist. Um, for remembering things that happened in the past. But it's because he loves me so much, it makes me forget certain things. And because he's loved me for a lifetime, it has allowed me to forgive him when he does stupid stuff. Hmm. So you forgive him for his stupid stuff. Hmm. That's a daily basis. I forgive him, even when I don't. When he doesn't think that he's doing something stupid, it's I'm just like, oh my gosh, here we go. Okay. And I just give him the dumb blank stare, uh-huh. and 
Do I think it, it's an intentional thing? No. Do I think that he has the greatest intention of his heart to do something good? I do. Um, but as as a wife, mom, and just as a general female, I just look at it like it's something stupid. Um, and it's just almost like, you know, somebody jumping off a building with a skateboard and you just look like, I know that this is not getting ready to happen. Yes, it's getting ready to happen. He's doing it. He's done it. Oh, my God. So okay. it's, it's like that. Maybe I should say that. All right. So let me, that's a good starting point. Now, I like to stir the pot up. So let me do this. You just said, husband, that you love more now than ever. But you've openly proclaimed he's done stupid stuff. Now, you may not have meant that as an insult at all, but what if he started off and he said, my wife, I love her more now than when I married her. We mature together. And she just does this stupid stuff, but I forgive her on a daily basis. Would that be okay with you? It totally would be because he does that. He does say that. We have such a relationship. He, he will look at it and he will just like, oh, my God, I can't believe she just did that. But the biggest thing between he and I is that we were friends uh-huh. uh, before we were, you know, spouses. So we're able to take parts of, of we're able to step back uh-huh. and um, be a friend with each other, even when each other's getting, you know, we're like, okay, hey. Um, you know, my wife said, you do this. You know, my wife that I'm married to, and I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, she is on my nerves. I'm like, dude, your wife is straight tripping. And although we're talking about each other in third person, but we're able to step back in a relationship and do it. Would it bother me? No, it wouldn't bother me because he does it anyways. (laughs) I am so glad to hear that because I was expecting, I'm glad I didn't hear it, the kind of double standard in which you know how it is with the females today. Everything is so uncomfortable. You've offended me. You've said hello. You've complimented my dress, my shoes, my hair. You must be a um, <laughs> you must be a criminal of the highest order. So when you say something like that and he can go along with it, um, and because I'm I'm of the firm opinion that if, for example, a husband says um, to his wife. Of course, if I called any man's wife a bitch, um, there would be a problem. But if a man and his woman and his wife, he can call her a bitch during times of either arguments or semi-arguments, and she can call him a stupid bastard, and they don't escalate the argument, and they, and they as friends as well as lovers as well as husbands and wives can actually have that type of affectionate insult, that to me is a good sign. I don't know about other people, but to me, it's a good sign. And and I'm not saying that we're perfect. We are not because, you know, I'm, pro- I'm probably sure that I've called him and said, you know, those words to him. And he's outside the bedroom probably has said that to me. Actually, he did say that to me when we were, what, 10, 11? And he got a swift kick to a place that he probably is going to remember for the rest of his life. But, um when you're Welcome with, uh, back, archaeologists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember, remember all things artifacts, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I, like I said, he calls me the archaeologist. But if um, you can be so angry, and I and I I'm very difficult to, to you know. I will say I I do have double standards, 
And when it is a double standard, I freely admit, I'm like, hey, honey, you know, this is a double standard and, you know, you you can do this, but, you know, I can't do this or I can't, you know, vice versa. So I know it's a double standard. I freely admit that it's a double standard and he's okay with my double standard. <laughs> so, um, but then I also, you know, people say that this is wrong to say, but I also know my place. I know what buttons not to push. Um, I know when I've taken things too far. And I also know how to repent and say I'm sorry mm-hmm. um, and not let it escalate too long. Because before he was my husband, like I said, he was my friend. And not only is he now my friend and my husband, he's my best friend. So um, when I'm dealing with things that I can't talk to my girlfriends about, we have a relationship to where I can go talk to my husband. And we don't surround ourselves with people who are not like-minded because we don't need any interference between our relationship or anything mm-hmm. to tear it down. So, That's a good um, point. When, yeah. And so when he calls me, you know, like I think, what was it this this morning that you said, dear love of my life, when you said um, you called me a big girl, but you didn't mean it as in I'm grown and adult. You meant it as in the nice little hefty weight that I've gained this last year. And I looked at you yeah. like you was crazy. And I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. But you're like, oh, but you call me a big girl. Let's, let, matter of fact, why don't you talk about that experience there, Anthony, when you called me nope. a big girl this morning? <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> That's the same as yes, dear. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I just... Can I just I want to comment on that. Um first of all, Anthony, how are you alive? Listen, like, man. I said it in I, an I endearing feel, manner. How? It was out of like nothing but love. I want I want I want to play yeah, by okay. play. Say it to me exactly how you said it to her and let me see what happens. Hell no. <laughs> no, 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 do it. No, we we said we were going to be totally transparent, so be transparent. No. He is transparent. He clearly is not here anymore. Okay. Transparency. So I'll, I'll see okay. how it happens. So we're laying all called up in the bed, and he looks me in my eyes, and he grabs the side of my little fat roll, or big fat roll, according to him, and, you know, we're talking about health and wellness. I did not say that. we're getting older. We didn't, I didn't say you said anything yet. We're talking about health and wellness these past couple of weeks. You said because, I said you know, like my, Okay. So what did you say? I didn't say that. <laughs> so what did you say? I didn't say no. that. Just leave him alone. He's in for Richard Nixon. I am not a crook mode right now. Just leave him no, alone. No, So far, no, your okay. story was okay besides that. So I didn't say that you said anything. We have been talking about health and wellness. We have been talking, not during today, but, you know, previously, we were talking about health and wellness and things such as that. So he grabs me, you know, the little um, – church lady fat people like to call it or the side fat and he just looks me square into my brown eyes with his beautiful loving caring eyes and he says I'm going what how did you say I'm going to miss you as a big girl I'm going to miss 
like, like I'm going to miss you as a big girl, not as a grown-up, mature woman, not as somebody thick and sassy. He basically says he's going to miss me being fat. That's what he said. And he looked me straight in my eyes and said it. So if the caller is still on, this is oh, what yeah, I'm talking I'm about when he does when he does something stupid <laughs> and you're looking at him like, okay, your life is getting ready to end. Mikey's <laughs> laughing, and it's not funny. It, well, you did it. Did you do it? Well, as a, you know, to give you an outside male perspective, I don't think that he was being insulting. When he said big girl, he didn't say fat. He might have meant you might have been overweight. But the kind of communication he used was to let you know that um, when you lose weight, um, I'm going to love you no matter what, but it's good that you lose weight. Because there are people who do believe whatever you did to catch me, you should do to keep me. And and he he did he meant it exactly that because he's loved me from a size eight to a size eighteen, and as I make my step backwards down, um, but and and that's when I talk about you have to have the relationship of knowing your spouse and knowing their intention, although it may not come out right. But he literally and Mikey, stop laughing. He he's alive. No, you've been talking to him all day. But, I know. But you have to know the intention of your spouse's heart. What sure. was the intent when they said it? Was it to harm you? Was it to love you? Go ahead, Mikey. That's what I was going to say, is I can see how in his mind, like, that was supposed to be a really sweet comment. But execution was very poor, sir. Like, all joking aside, like, I get it. It, <laughs> it, it, it probably sounded really sweet until you said it. But oh, well, like know. I said, from an outside male perspective, I think he did right. it in a proper way. I don't think he meant it to be insulting, and I don't think he said it in a way to be insulting. Because let's no, not forget, said... let's not forget, in marriage and outside of marriage, when you're together, uh, prior to marriage, or if you don't even want to be married, sex is a very important part of the relationship. Sex is the transmission of feelings. So uh-huh. when people uh, want to communicate via sexual desire, via touching, um, it's nice to be as desirable as one can be. So I don't think there's anything wrong with what he said. He said, I'm going to miss you as a big girl. It sounds as though you two had talked about losing weight and that he's making you know, he's confirming that um, I love you, and when you lose weight, I'm going to love you just as much. I don't see anything wrong with what he said. And, and I didn't. I just, it was fun to tease him and look at his face when I was like, you know, when I was like, you know, what did you just say to me? And he didn't realize what he was saying. <laughs> the thing about it is, when it comes down to communication, he tells me every day that he loves me. He tells me every day, you know, and like I said, this is totally transparent show for us anyways. Yeah. But he tells me every day that he loves me. Um, everything is not always sexual between us, but it's just love and affirmation. And, you know, I can look like who done it, what for and why, and he tells me I'm the most beautiful woman in the world. And he means it wholeheartedly and sincerely. So, you know, when he tells me he's going to miss me as a big girl, I know he means that he's going to miss touching me um, in soft places. He's going to miss being able to squeeze me and me feeling super warm or whatever. I know what he means. 
by that. The execution was absolutely horrible, but I knew what his intention was. I knew what his heart was trying to say, and um, it was just a good time for me to be able to laugh at him. Yeah. Well, you two have a, apparently have a communication in which you two can jab at each other and realize that it's not being insulting. It's just being playful. I think um, I said I was going to stir the pot. It seems to me like the uh, the co-host of the show, Michael, likes to stir the pot a little bit, don't you, Michael? Yeah, that's what that's what they keep me around for. I'm pretty yeah, good at go. instigating stuff. Pretty good at that. Oh, that's funny though. Sorry. <laughs> and Anthony went totally quiet. He did. He's he's oh on mute. Uh, he just. I did not go quiet. I cheered, matter of fact, for his comment because, you know, it was poetic. Good stuff. Well, let me stir the pot. (laughs) I want to stir the pot tonight because, you know, apparently I'm the only female person that's on right now. Um, As a wife, I feel that, or even girlfriend or significant other, I feel that men are supposed to be the ultimate protector of all females, like period, whether it's a sister, your mother, or whatever the case may be. And that might be the illusion that I grew up in or, you know, from the household that I was raised in. But it appears that, and I don't, you know, want to bring up uh, Mikey and Anthony's favorite talk, topic about the, what I think they call it the wussification of America. I'm not exactly sure. But it appears that it's not that way. Or or maybe I should ask gentlemen, do you feel that um, a lot of men these days do not have the proper father figure to teach them the ways on how to be a significant other? To us ladies, do you feel that that's lacking and that we put too much pressure on you to be our protectors, our providers, and things such as that? Are you asking me or are you asking your husband or are you asking Michael? Whoever wants to answer. Well, I feel there's too much pressure. I think chivalry should be dead. I think a man should protect his wife, his daughters, um, nieces, just like he should protect his sons, his cousins, his nephews. But I'm I'm not put on this earth to protect any female that just comes along down the pike. Plus, when females go, you should never put your hands on a woman. And then, um, well, if that's the case, then why are you calling the cops? Cops have to put their hands on women in order to separate fights. There are lots of women out here who pull a gun, pull a knife, there were videos up on YouTube where uh, women will start a fight thinking that the man won't hit them. So my my particular philosophy is if a woman gets um, a little bit too uppity, she wants to put her hands on me, she wants to act like a man, then she's going to face the consequences of a man. Don't, don't play the victim and at the same time play the neoconservative, uh, not the neoconservative, the neo-feminist card. You want to be treated um, like a like a lady? Treat me as a gentleman. Don't act like a lady. Suffer the consequences. So the the husband, yes, he should protect and provide. So should the uh, so should the uh, the wife. 
if the wife can go into a, a burning uh, building to save her child, she can certainly enter the fray to protect her husband in case he gets into a fight. You want to be equal? Be equal. Mikey? Yeah, I have a that had to be music to your it. ears right there. Jeez. Okay, first of all, that's rude, sir. Like, rude. Uh, no, I have a different take on it. Um, I, I sort of thought of something else when you asked about um, about protecting. It's sort of not, not necessarily on the wussification that we talk about, but I think it's, it's hard to expect them to want uh, the, the modern man or whatever. Or I mean, I feel like we're kind of talking about the next generation that's not ours. Um it's hard to expect them to want to protect women when they can't clearly define gender roles anyway. Like this is the same generation that's pushing the unisex bathroom at us. So I kind of feel like they can't, they can't make a determination of I am a man. So I think you're asking too much out of them is my opinion. Anthony? Whether it's right, wrong, or whatever, but jeez, that was just ouchy. Well, I mean, the truth isn't always pleasant, Don Juan, Mister Smooth. That's true. That is true, that guy. That yep. is very true. So, my thoughts on this is that yes. There is a lack of a male role figure to, you know, a role model to show the kids how to do it. Because, I mean, that's your best way of learning all throughout life is you watch somebody do it and you emulate what they do. Literally how you learn how to do the majority of things you learn how to do in life until you get to school, you know, at which point they change the whole game up into something stupid, but that's another tangent for another day. But having that role model to show you, for you to sit there and watch all throughout your life, yes, that does impact it. Can you still be a piece of crap, even if you had a good situation? Yes. And if you had a bad one, you could still turn out pretty good. But it does help. If you have a healthy situation, and somebody to watch do certain things, to teach you certain things. So, and I want to address my... um, our, our wonderful caller when he was talking about, uh, I, and I might be completely opposite from most females. I'm, I mean, I believe in, um, of course, I, I believe in equality for all people, and I believe in, you know, if a male can do it, you know, certain certain things, and if a woman puts her mind to it, they can do it. Um, Anthony will tell you that before, if he ever gets in a fight, I'm going to be in front of that person getting ready to fight them before he would, but that's just my nature, you know, um, and I would do whatever it takes, not just for my kids, but I would do whatever it takes for my family. Um, if I ever got into a fight with a man, then um, I'm expecting if if I'm 
bold enough to get into a, a real fight with a the guy, then I'm expecting him to fight me, not in a, ooh, let me jump in your face, and then, oh, my gosh, you hit a woman. No, we're going blow for blow. Um, the best way that I can possibly go blow for blow, will I beat him? I don't know, you know, because I, I do believe that the, the male is a lot stronger than the female, genetically speaking. But um, if I have to get into a fight, I'm getting into a fight, and um, it, it is what it is. And please do not ever call yourself trying to step in front of my husband to fight him about whatever the case may be. I Like I said, I'm going to be jumping in first because I believe in protecting. I think, um, was it you, Anthony, that said it best? Um, either you or Mikey was talking about um, the game of chess when the, king, the queen might jump around all the board, and, but she's doing whatever it takes to protect the king. Well, that's me. I'm going to protect my spouse, and I'm going to protect my kids. But it does not mean that my spouse is incapable of doing it because he's far capable of doing it. However, that's just, that's just the way that I am. Do I believe in chivalry? Yes, I do believe in it because I also give it. I mean, make sure that I respect um, the male counterparts that I come into um, part with, and um, I make sure that, you know, if they open up a door, I say thank you. Um, if I'm, well, I don't ride in cars with guys because we, we don't do that. We, we completely believe in protecting our marriage, so we don't do things like that. But I believe in respecting the male in his authoritative place and as long as he's respecting me in my role. And even if the male is not respecting me in my role, I'm, I believe I'm in such a position and secured by my husband and my, and my spouse to where I don't have to come out of character should somebody else do so. So uh, but that's just my thought process. Do I believe in men who just um, do domestic violence? No. Because that's just, that, that, to me, that means that they're just weak and they're not able to, um, the only way that they can get a point across is by domestically abusing their spouse, whether it be verbally, physically, or whatever the case may be. They're not strong enough to be able to handle a situation. And, you know, I know that for a fact because prior to when I was practicing marriage, quote, quote, I was a domestic violence victim. So, you know, it's, it's something that happens. And, um, you know, I, I'm thankful that my husband loved me through the healing process. Um, and that might be another subject to talk about, you know, when, when you bring baggage into a marriage. Because Lord knows I brought a whole lot of baggage into our marriage. Anthony, would you like to enlighten on that one? How, does, how would that feel, having to deal with me, um, you know, the abuse that I went to physically, mentally, the ready-made family that you stepped into? How was that for you? How have you survived being married to me <laughs> all these years? I'm pretty resilient, you know. Um, yeah. Plus, it's been the best experience ever. It's been nothing but sunshine and rainbows. Other good stuff that I'm supposed to face, <laughs> plus other good stuff I'm supposed to face. There. Is that your, is that your real answer? <laughs> Cuz I don't even believe that. <laughs> Here's the deal. I believe in that crap they say with all the, you know, um the vows and stuff. 
for better, for worse, everything. I believe that when you make that commitment, that it is for all of that. If not, then what the hell are you in for? You know? If you're not prepared to do it, then why are you in it? Well, I like and the fact part that, of the bill yeah. it is, it's 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 an if they're not beating you, if your life is not in danger, stuff like that, then you guys work that out. As long as you're, as long as there's love is a baseline, and you're trying to work through things as you both grow, because that's what it is. It's a growth process that both of y'all are going through. So. You know, it's just something that you have to be willing to work through. And I'm willing to work through it. Yeah, what you're talking about is commitment. Um, I like to say that um, your wife, uh, for her to jump into the fray in case there is some sort of physical battle going on, does show support for, for you, for her husband, willing to risk her life. Um, and anytime you get into a fight, you can risk your life um, for the family. A lot of women will not do that. Millions of women won't do that. There's a YouTube video that um, I had seen some years ago in which um, a guy and a girl were walking past some guys, and uh, the guys, um, just for you know, just for kicks, uh, try to pick a fight with the guy. And she jumps right on in to protect him. And the comments were probably in the hundreds, if my memory serves me right, about how they praised this woman. And I, was, I, didn't, I didn't make any comment, but I was right along with them to see that this girl, who's instead of going, oh, oh, somebody called the cops, she jumped right on in there, risked her, risked her life for, the, um, you know, for her man. Um, they they both got beat up a little bit, but um, they both they both uh, walked away relatively unscathed, and it was so heartwarming to see, and and it was I think they've only known each other for like a few months or so they weren't married, and she did it anyway. So uh, the comments were. I wouldn't call them hyperbolic. They were very praiseworthy, and she was deserving of, of praise. So, because he, he during the fight, was trying to protect her as well. And, uh, like I said, relatively unscathed. I, both, I think they both suffered, like, uh, bloody mouth or something like that. And, you know, because it was just a quick punch-punch, uh, kick, then run away type of thing. But you never know. If you jump by two, three, or more guys, somebody can pull out a blade. So I, I have to think that a woman to do that is such a woman. Just like when a man does that is such a man. Because it doesn't matter if the man is six feet, 200 pounds, a blade in the heart or a blade in the kidney means death. So anytime anybody does that, they should be praised, and the person for whom uh, that person is protecting should realize, yep, yeah, I've got myself somebody special here. I've got somebody who's willing to risk death for me, regardless of whether it's a wife or a husband, somebody who's known each other for years, or 
for somebody who's known only for a few months. I remember two dates I was on, and most girls wanted to start a fight <laughs> just just to see what would happen. I had to put both. I had to say to both of them, uh, "Shut up," you know. Uh uh-uh. uh. Okay, not happening. But luckily, nothing happened out of that. But um, I think it's very uh, very good when people enter the fray. And and you and I know that I say that because I've actually been in the situation, you know, and it's a, it's a dangerous the side portion of it. It's a dangerous situation to be in, um, especially when you're ready to risk it all, and your spouse is there, you know, willing to defend. But then, you know, he's got to, he's worried about what I'm going to do versus what he needs to do. So it's, it's, it's a catch-22, and, you know, we talk about those things, um, especially early on into our marriage, you know, even if we're sitting in the restaurant, you know, and he, would, he wouldn't sit with his back towards the door forever. Then, you know, eventually I was like, look, if something's happening behind you, you know I got you covered. And, you know, then he was okay to, to maneuver himself more comfortably. But then he's also, we also know, he says, if you ever see me, if you hear me say get up, you get up. You know, I don't ask any questions. He's like, let's go. And I'm just like, boom, let's go. Because I trust him enough with my life, and I know that he's identified something that is not in the right way or whatever the case may be, and it's a threat. It's a threat to me, it's a threat to him, and it's a threat to what we're trying to accomplish. So, you know, people talk about, you know, it's bad to be submissive to your husband. I don't have a problem with it. I will be submissive to my husband because I know that he, at the end of the day, no matter what I think that he has said or done that is stupid or what thing that he might have, you know, hurt my little feelings with or whatever the case may be, um, at the end of the day, I know his intent is not to hurt me. His intent is to protect me, and his intent is to be there for me. And that's what I was saying earlier. You have to know the intent of what's being said, why it's being said, even if it's not coming out the right way, what was the intent? Oh, I agree. The intent is very important. If you know your husband or wife, um, that they may say something poorly, but you know that their heart is in the right place and has been in the right place for a long, long time, then you know, okay, this is a jab. It's not a counter. It's not a, um, a right cross. It's not meant to knock me out. It's just meant to you know, be a jab in order to be sarcastic about something. So, yeah, uh, that's way different than somebody who's trying to put somebody else down, you know. Um, but you were also mentioning domestic violence. Now, um, um, something akin to domestic violence would be the violence between two people who are not living together, who are not married. There are occasions where women um, will get into a car to keep <laughs> on weekends, let's say, to go across town, to go visit their abuser. And the abuser will do what he's supposed to do, abuse. Now, that may sound like a paradox. He's supposed to do that? Well, if a woman, or if a man, but if a woman, since they're getting all the attention about Me Too movement, etc., are consistently getting into their cars to go across town to get abused, 
as one talk show host said a few years ago, that is not a victim. That's a partner. Because if you're not engaged, if you're not living with somebody, if you're not married to someone, and if that person that you've um, gotten as a boyfriend, if that person is not a threat, not a gang member, not a threat to you once the marriage, uh, once the relationship is broken, then you can leave. Yes, you may feel heartbreak, but the pain of heartbreak is going to be a lot less than the pain of broken bones. And if you continue to see somebody knowing that he may not love you anymore, hurt you all the time, is going to break a bone eventually, then I think you have to be held accountable for continuing to go to, to stick your head inside the, uh, the lion's mouth. You stick your head inside the lion's mouth, the lion's going to bite it off. Don't see him. Go away. If he's not going to hurt you as a result of the breakup, outside of making a few phone calls and maybe showing up at work a few times, and if you really don't have any fear for your life from that person, I don't have any, well, I can't say I don't have anything. I have some sympathy for you. But for you not to just excavate yourself on that situation? Nah. So I just want to know. And I can answer. I, I, yeah, I can answer to that one because, um, you know, I'm not Oh, I don't know if Mikey or Anthony has been in an abusive situation. I know I have. And I was married to the abuser. So it's, when you're talking about domestic violence, it's not as simple um, to say you have the freedom to go. Because when it comes down to it, um, the mental hold that they put on you, it, it's, it's far worse than physical violence can ever be. Um, I'm so much stronger now than I was back then, um, a whole lot stronger now. But it is, you know, you're scared for your life. Uh, they threaten your family. They threaten your friends. You know, I, I lived under that threat. Um, I lived under the threat that um, he would kill my kids, and they were my kids, you know, my kids' biological father. I lived under the threat if, if I left, my kids would die. I live under the threat that I know where your mother and your father is, and if you leave me, then I'll kill them. You know, so it's it's a lot. Mis- and then when you're living in fear, you you don't think about resources that are available to you, such as um, I would not say the church because the church, you know, wants the marriages to be together or whatever the case may be, but just the domestic violence. Um, shelters or or things such as that, or even if you're talking about calling the police or whatnot, um, when you're in the situation, it, it's bleak, and you can't think of a way to get out of that situation. When you're living in fear, and that's regardless if you're in fear for domestic violence, when you're in fear, you know, people are scared of spiders, and if a spider crawls, you know, in front of them, you know, they tense up, they can't move, they can't breathe, they have panic attacks and everything else. So for someone who lives under that constant fear of what is getting ready to happen next, you know, to my kids, what's going to happen to my parents, what's going to happen to my family, um, that was not something that was easy for me to move out into. But eventually, you know, once you realize, because a lot, 
I think the first step is you have to realize once you can move out that fear that you're in a bad situation, um, that you're in a, in, in, in a violent situation. And, you know, once I, and I would say, you know, like the prodigal son, once I came to myself and realized, you know, who I was and what I was, I began to fight back. And when I began to fight back, no, the abuser does not want you to fight back. The abuser wants, the abuser wants you to live in fear. And so when I became stronger, no, he doesn't want to have anything else to do with me. Um, no, he doesn't want, you know, the awakening happening. So, no, he doesn't want any part of that. And I was able to, to, to leave freely of my own free will with my children intact and my family intact. But it is when you're living in the situation, it is so hard. You know, I had friends and family who would sit there and say, um, who would say, leave. You know, there's nothing holding you back. Um, or they would sit there and say, you know, come stay with me. But then, you know, you have him in the other ear saying, I'll kill them. If you leave, if you move, I'll kill them. And that is a whole, that feeling thinking that you cause somebody's death, the mental games, the mental capacity. Um, I think I was telling Anthony about it. And a lot of stuff he may not know about everything because he loved, and I can say this about my husband now, um, he loved me so much that he made me forget about all of those things that I went through before. Um, sometimes they come up or the little flashbacks, of course, you know, PTSD or whatever the case may be. But we were going over like a super, a bridge, and we were talking about the bridge. And I remember my ex-husband, we were in a semi-truck, and it's like almost like the San Francisco big bridge where it goes high up. We were driving a semi-truck um, going up, and he just took his hands off the wheel and speeding down the thing. And he was like, if we die, we die. You know, you'll never see your, you know, our kids again. Yeah. And that paralyzed me for, you know, a long time about going over bridges, whatever the case may be. But I knew that I couldn't stay there. And that's, you know, one of the things that I talk about with the ladies that I come across with or, you know, women of domestic violence. I don't just stay silent, you know, to myself. I make sure I tell anybody there is help. There is, you know, you don't have to stay in those situations and I explained to them, I'm somebody who got out. I'm somebody that, that's not fearful of, of that anymore. And so it's, it's, it's not as easy, you know. And I can understand when people say um, they're not sympathetic to a cause. They have some sympathy, but they're not sympathetic to a cause because they can just leave. But I also know what it's like to be in the situation and too scared to leave. So when I when I talk with women and sometimes men, um, mm-hmm. I can mediate from both sides. I can use my life experiences to help them. Well, that's that's why I uh, brought up a situation where it wasn't like the kind of situation you were in. I had said outside of um, a marriage in which the wife is living in fear, or outside of cohabitation in which um, the woman is living in fear of her life. That's why I brought up. A third situation, because I can understand how anybody, even men, um, but I guess in, uh, in particular women who are in a situation in which they have loved um, their husband, their husband either still loves them or is a mental case, doesn't love them anymore, but doesn't want to be alone, doesn't want the wife to leave, will threaten her. And he and she can believe that. And she is um, frozen with fear that I can sympathize with. Same thing with a uh, cohabitation. If she believes that the man will 
kill her or hurt her or hurt the kid, I'm in sympathy with that. That's why I brought up a third independent situation. That kind of situation where a woman is not in fear of her life, as I said before, but uh, and the man may show up a few times at work, may make dozens of phone calls, but it's better to leave the love, suffer heartbreak, than it is to continue to go back to get uh, to getting abused. That kind of situation, I have some sympathy, but not as much, because you are getting into your car, and instead of going to visit your friends, your family, or another guy that you could have a good time with, you're going into a situation where you know, as soon as the door closes, <laughs> you can get beat. So, um, in that situation, that person deserves to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist, whoever might be helpful. But in your case, Ramona, or in anybody else's cases where the marriage or the living together uh, couple has the uh, the woman afraid for her life, of course. And I wholeheartedly agree. Do you agree that a woman who is not in those two situations, but is in a third scenario in which she willingly goes to visit a guy, is she the partner? Because if she's not, she can, months later down the road, claim abuse, and the guy can get locked up, but she remains the victim. Whereas it might have been her thing to have gotten hurt all along. Just because she's a woman doesn't mean she's not sick in the head, and she doesn't seek some sort of stimulation by getting knocked around, and then later on, getting stimulation by having the guy locked up. Yeah, I, what, there's a movie about that, wasn't there, Anthony? What was that movie? Um, I don't think it was a thin I'm line between sure. love and hate. Was where the lady was beating herself in the face with the orange, and then um, she proved, and then called the police on the guy. Oh, I know what you're talking about, too. But I think she I did do it in the office of where she beat up herself. Yeah, and you, I mean, you can get women that do that extremism to say, okay, let me beat myself up and get him locked up, you know, and yeah. the guy never did anything to her. So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, but yes. Yeah. There's a lot there of situations where women will file uh, phony false, uh, false reports just to get the guy off her back or to see him suffer. There are women who can't stand rejection, and they will either seek out the new girlfriend or try to get the guy locked up. Yeah, I've seen those those situations, too. And in either which way, the per- whoever is involved, they do need help. Oh, yeah, they need um, they need they're, they're really therapists for that. Help. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So, in, with regards to making a marriage work, now this is rare because 53%, I believe, of first, uh, first-term marriages end up in divorce. And oddly enough, the second marriage, second marriages end up in a higher rate of divorce. And you would think that people would learn their lessons, but apparently not. So, the secret to longevity, mm, that's a good secret. 
I was on mute, trying to unmute it. Yeah, it's it's all about communication. Um, and I know that I've been doing majority of the talking. I probably need to shut up and let the guys talk some. But it's all about about communication. And um, you know, there's books on communication, whatever the case may be. But not every person communicates the right way um, or in the right way. Um, you you have to learn, I guess, you know, like, I hate to be so cliche, the, the love language or whichever, that the other party is speaking. Um, they may not say, I love you every day, however, they go to work and they work hard, or they might bring you flowers or roses, or um, they might give you a gentle nod or, you know, whatever the case may be. You have to find a way or understand the way that your spouse is or significant other is communicating to you. And once you're able to, it's very frustrating to learn the communication style. It's not something that happens overnight, but um, when you're able to identify it and you're innate, when you're able to um, understand it, then, you know, you're able to, to go peacefully from there. Um, I had, and I'll share like a little situation. Um, somebody was very upset with me today about the way I could communicate something. But once I explain to them, you know, this is how I communicate, I'm very straightforward, and this is what I do, and this is the way that I am, then that person was able to identify. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, now I understand how she talks. I understand how this person is. Um, and they were okay after that because they were mad at me, Mikey, for half of the day, Mikey. Um, but Mikey's not mad at me anymore. But if it's, it's the way... It's the it's the way of communication. Um, once and that's not just for relationships; that's through friendships, and that's through, you know, your family members. Because not everybody communicates the way that's all warm and fuzzy and things such as that. So, once and I think that's that's the thing. It's it's not only just love, but it's respect. It's maturing and understand that people that in a relationship. They are going to make mistakes, but it's how you react to the mistakes is, is key. How am I going to react to Anthony calling me a big girl? How am I going to react to that? You know, Mikey said, I'm surprised you're still alive, and he, he should be surprised. But I understood what he was saying, how he was saying, the intent of what he was saying, and it was not malicious, and it was not – actually, I wasn't even hurt by what he was saying. I was just like, really, you just said that? Like, you really don't understand what you just said. But we communicate and we love each other so much that um, we're able to get passable nuances where other people – it might cause divorce to someone else, but we're able to be okay with us. Well, it is all about intent. Um, when a person does realize that uh, when the other person is communicating in a way, in a cognizant style that the, uh, let's say, person A is not used to, but when person A and B get used to each other's style of communication and realize that the intent is not malicious, then um, this is the, the relationship should prosper. Um, I happen to believe, though, that a lot of people think that communication is the key. I don't believe that. Because the implication there is that, well, if you communicate well enough, if you get on each other's um, wavelength well enough, that the, whatever is bothering the relationship, whatever is hampering the relationship, is going to be solved. No, that's not it. 
Uh, people can, can communicate clear as day. But if the other person does not want to resolve the situation, then communication means nothing outside of bringing the relationship to a halt, which I, have, I believe that a lot of people don't want to communicate clearly because uh, they want to stay in the relationship, not so much because they are masochistic, but because they want to try to give the relationship um, a longer turn so that maybe it can become fixed. But without knowing how to fix it, all it is is just a prison sentence. Um, I have given what my, uh, my opinion is of relationships, um, certain facets of it, um, certain ways. I can't, I can't offer a magic bullet to make it work, but I can offer um, a recommendation as to make sure that a person does not stay in a relationship that's negative. And I've told people, look, um, if you're not married, right. Before you even get into a relationship, most relationships are founded upon hopes and dreams as opposed to the reality because you never really know what a person is like until you are actually married to them. Even living with a person doesn't supply you with enough information for you to get to know that person. So I say what you two should do, you sit down, you have a piece of paper in front of you, and you write out what you like about each other, what you dislike about each other, what the deal breakers are, and you make that into an informal contract so that um, the other person, knowing what it is that disturbs you, should not do it. If they continue to do it and you ask them, baby, you know what we talked about, this really, I mean, this really bugs me. Can you stop? Uh, okay, baby. And then next week, the same situation pops up. You know, I think you should give a person a certain amount of times in which they change their ways or you leave. And you leave early. After three times, four times, you found that the person um, with whom you've communicated and that person has said to you, I understand what you're saying. I understand how this bothers you. This is not something I ordinarily do anyway. And they, can, and they do it, and then they continue to do it. You found somebody who does not want a healthy relationship. And before you give your heart to him or to her, um, three times you're out, four strikes you're out maybe, and you go because they're not going to repair themselves and unfortunately, you may have invested some time and emotion into that person. But again, it's better to suffer a little bit of heartbreak than to suffer long-term um, prisoner of love. Did I put everybody and in I, sleep? <laughs> no, no. i I got to come off of mute um, oh. on my end because um, we're actually still in the same house. Um, with myself and Anthony, so I'm going to make sure that there's no echo. But, you know, those are definitely sound words to live by um, and great advice to give, especially to younger couples or couples that are trying to make it as well. Um, and, Caller, we do want to thank you. I know we got like five more minutes left oh, on okay. the show. I believe sure. we have an, another caller that is on the line, and unfortunately I'm not on switchboard. Um, Mike, you're I got Anthony, it. do you have access? Okay. I got her. Thank I got you, her. Caller. Sure. Caller, caller, you're on. 
Well, hello. I just wanted to say that these conversations are so amazing as, you know, I guess not, what's that, what's that word that you guys love to call me, that N-word? Millennial. Uh, You're a millennial. millennial. Yeah. As a millennial, I feel like this is very important because, you know, I'm not married. I'm also not looking for a relationship, but if God happens to bless me with a man, (laughs) that would be great. But I just think that all of this just prepared me. Hold on, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to bring my voice back. Um, did you just clear your throat at God? Is that what just happened I on just, the air? Yeah, I, I that, <laughs> Okay, I just want. Guys, I'm sorry. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Put that out there. So you know, just in case, but y'all brought a lot of valid points to the show, especially the caller. I thought that was really accurate, especially since my whole thing is communication. But you are right. Sometimes too much community, too much of anything could be, you know, abused. So I feel like all of your points that you guys said really balanced a lot of understanding for me and on what like marriage truly, really is instead of like the picture that everyone loves to paint. Because it's not just sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Marriage is work, man. It's humility. It's being humble. It's being contrite. It is being at the point to where you care more about somebody else's safety, security, well-being, all that, blah, 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 than you do your own. Exactly. Yeah, that sums it up. It's, and I was, I was actually going to say that exact same thing. Is marriage is putting your spouse, your other, your better half above yourself. Yep. You put their the work out. Both people have your... to be unselfish. Wait, exactly. wait, wait. It's work. Let me, do, let me give some clarification. I love me more than I love myself. Let me say that. So, oh, I like that. Well, I mean, I love we me love more. you more than we love your spouse, too, so it's kind of understandable. Yes. <laughs> Those are fighting words. Uh, uh, did you have any other questions? We have like two minutes before our show is getting in. Is there any questions no, I can answer to... for you? Oh, no, no, no. You guys answered all of my questions and everything else. I just wanted to tell you guys that you guys did amazing tonight on the topic and the commentary and everything else. I just had to come and give you guys props because it was absolutely outstanding. And I learned so much from this little time today that I did call. Well, we do hope that you will be able to take some of these things into your future endeavors. And if anybody does not know, this is Plain Jane that's on the line with us. Um, We have not seen Plain Jane for in a year. Has it been a year? Oh, we're so glad to hear from her. It's been been a while. It's been a while. You left me with this man, and how could you do that to me? Like, that's what, what I don't understand. You know who I'm what talking, are you talking about. about. I don't know. You know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. No, I don't. I don't. Okay. You know. Okay. You know who well, I'm talking about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about my co host. Oh, my gosh. This is my, my other, other half. Well, thank you all so much for joining in <laughs> with We the People. 
this evening as we talked about marriage and relationships and everything in between. We definitely are so thankful for the caller um, that also called in and gave some wonderful incitement and also dialogue with our um, with the radio show because had we not joined on, caller and uh, myself, uh, Anthony and Mike would be talking about boring stuff. So thank you so much for your feedback and, and um, your thoughts. Um, go ahead, Mikey, Anthony. Love, peace, and soul. We about to get out of here. Same All right, time, same, same back channel next week. We actually might be on next week if Mikey doesn't fall out. Why, why is it always my fault? Because you are well, always Anthony's fault, but we're on the marriage topic. Go sit in the corner, Mikey. That's true. Go sit in the corner. <laughs> oh, he told me to go sit in the corner. Oh, nice throwback. I love it. Great. So funny. <laughs> So good. I don't think we're on the air anymore, but that was amazing. Thank you for good that. Night. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>